You are now listening to Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714. And literally with me is Fluent Rhythm in the booth. <laughs> this is an oddity. Right? <laughs> and we got Miss Sean. Yes. And we got our guest for tonight. Let's introduce him early. We got Race in the house. Yep. In the How house. you doing, bro? I'm doing well. It was a long drive here, but I'm glad yes. I made it. Yes. Okay. When you told me you were coming from... What valley did you say you were coming from? No, Ventura. No, Ventura. you said Ventura. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, Ventura. That doesn't sound that far. We're talking about LA, and you're like, oh no, it's past LA. And I'm wait, Calabasas? And you're like, it's past Calabasas. Yeah. I automatically feel bad for having invited you now, bro. Like, <laughs> Doc, he Calabas- wishes he could have met you halfway. Doc, Calabasas is far. Yeah, it is. Okay, it's but you're coming fun. from Ventura. And then you got to be here at like, what, 7? So you hit traffic automatically. And you right? got here early. You got here on time. Like, yeah, I got so here for right. Sure you hit I would have been here by 7 because you told me 8, so I was going to try and be here by 7 30. Yeah. But yeah, traffic was bad. So what, you left I at had 4? no signal. Yeah, I left about 4 30. Yeah, so that's commitment. Okay, and I knew it was commitment, and that's why I booked it because of this. I meet him one time at uh, Cypher Effect. Yep. Live. Hey, bro, put me on. Yeah, 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 we'll get you. I meet him again. Hey, bro, put me on, bro. Persistent. Like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get you, bro. We'll get you. Like, three or four more times. Hey, I'm like, all right. Give me a number. Because <laughs> this is enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> had it been someone that hit me up once, it's happened. Never hear from them ever again. And I told him, yeah, hit me email. Emails this, never hits me up. You were persistent, and I appreciate that because when it comes to me booking, I'm super persistent. Like, cats are like, okay, leave me alone. I'll do it. Like, fine. <laughs> but that's how you have to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and this is just proof of that, that you're willing to go all out to promote yourself and your art. And all that. That's it. Yeah. So, you're coming from Ventura. Mm-hmm. Now, is that born and raised, or did you move there recently? Tell me about that. Born and raised in Ventura. Within Ventura County, I mean, I've lived in Ventura, Oxnard. Now I live in Santa Paula, but definitely, I mean, everyone I normally chill with within town is in Ventura, Oxnard area. Yeah. And I mean, Oxnard is pretty much known as far as like hip hop. You got a lot of cats coming from there. You guys yeah. were just listening to Can Kick earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely a lot of heads who come from Ox. Not so much from other areas of Ventura County. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of MCs that come from towns that I wouldn't expect them to count come from or I didn't expect that town to be a hip hop like Carson <laughs> you know how many cats come out of Carson really? Mike Myers Rask Cass they're right there alone Mike Myers and Rask Cass plus there's a couple other ones solid underground heads that come out of Carson yeah so to me having learned that from Mike Myers he was like 
you know, me and Rascals were really, you know, we were battling, we were like battling each other when it came up, like type shit. Um, and then there's other towns like Riverside. I would, I mean, Riverside's a a friendly place, like a like a desert. But I've always thought of its beach as like that foreign place. It's way up. <laughs> Well, and then they seem kind of boring, so you really think that it's going on? A little bit, because it's a desert joint. So you're just like, oh, this is nice to drive through, but I wouldn't <laughs> want to live here. Aww. But Riverside is fucking hip-hop friendly as it's, fuck. That was a surprise. Riverside, I tend to think more like, I grew up listening to, I guess, like maybe middle school era for me. I was listening to a lot of like Cottonmouth things. Mm. So for me, that's how I kind of heard about you know, Riverside and that yeah. whole area. There you go. See what I'm saying? A very music-friendly, which would make sense because there's not a lot to do. So how about you write? Yeah. Or how about you play an instrument? Yeah. I guess so. You know what I'm saying? Does that mean? In between dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah. <I'm laughs> and fucking just like a random and... dogs walking through your town because it's not paved. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've Damn. been to Riverside. I know what's up. Like, my cousin lives in the area where, like, the the, the streets and the road are just, like, this much like a inch and a half of a mount away you know what I'm talking about <laughs> and then you drive it smooth and they you know, I've, I've done all that you know what I'm saying I know it's like so what's it like in Ventura Ventura's laid back I mean growing up you know just skateboarding doing a lot of graffiti yeah used to pretty much just cruise you know there's not a whole lot to do in Ventura it's more of like a laid back city and I was just talking to, to the dudes from First Dirt about that mm-hmm. I've known them for a while also and it's kind of one of those cities where if you have a solid group of people, mm-hmm. then it's a little bit easier. But as far as putting on shows goes, it's kind of a weird town to try and get the dynamics for. Because, I mean, there's, we have three community colleges, mm-hmm. but they're all like more commuter, stay-at-home type cats where, you know, it's not a college town. It's not, people might think of like Santa Barbara or, or L.A. for sure. Yeah. But, you know, cities like that where you can have college kids come out. It's, it's the kind of people that that school attracts because, right right uh you know uh the more the like oregon and, and, and it's more like nature-based communities are really like low down tone to yeah. where it's like ucla usc cats normal freshmen or sophomore they're going to go rock a show they want to see that happen you know yeah, yeah. <clears throat> where i'm hosting a, a show every month called um some or the other so what it is it, so but he's trying to he's trying to fill the place with a hip-hop hardcore show and then we get there to the second show and i look around and i'm like all oh, these people are here for that they want to drink they're yeah. like 30 <laughs> they're not 22 year old cat they're 30 year old people so whenever like something mellow could like the the, the set people would rock the set people and then the dj would play like some k-day shit yeah people would walk out and start dancing at a hip hop show, like straight dance, they dance to like uh, some other some other funk that he played. But when the hip hop hardcore artists came up, they're not trying to feel that. They're like yeah. drinking. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about knowing your crowd and, and who you're playing to. You know, yeah, you yeah. coming that far? Are you adjusting? You think to crowds from the OC or IE or Los Angeles, wherever you're coming from? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's kind of always. I kind of I, I grew up hating attention you know i never wanted to be up on the stage doing anything so that was kind of like very weird that i got into hip-hop for mm-hmm. me it was more the poetry and then you know, from there kind of just figuring it out as i went along like getting tired of doing so much graffiti yeah getting more into writing and things like that so for me it was like very laid back and i'm more into like i love music obviously but at the end of the day i also like 
comedy, you know, like George Carlin, mm-hmm. like some crazy ass old school, like Richard Pryor type comedy. Mm. So for me, I come from kind of that aspect also where, yeah, you know, if it's a crowd like you're talking about where people are laid back, they're just trying to have a couple drinks. They're probably there with their girl or, you know, just a couple friends they haven't yeah. chilled within a while. They're trying more to just catch up and have you as background noise. So for those ones, yeah, I try to almost build off of that for for the performer at least that that kind of awkward scene to where you know you're like a sec your background noise you're not who they're here for um <clears throat> one thing that i have noticed is <clears throat> obviously i'm like a little older than the usual people <laughs> around in the scene i'm old i'm just, it just it, it is what it is so a lot of the young cats don't recognize it they don't see the crowd so they like Hey, fucking here! Yeah, I'll rape yeah. your mom and fuck you. This is West Coast, and 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 going hard. I'm going hard, and I'm yeah. with you. Got to go hard. If that's your set, okay, you can go hard. But when you when you can see people, then okay, maybe lower your voice. Yeah, come down. Walk off. To the ear, people yeah. don't understand. Stage is not a cage, people. You don't have to fucking stay on the stage. stage. I never stay on my stage. Yeah, Ask never. people when I perform. I I never. I walk off my stage. And I go, hey, I don't, I don't like being taller than you people. So let me. So then I rock it on like. Then it, now they, now they look because we're eye level. Sometimes still, I'm still not taller than people, even when I'm on <laughs> yeah, stage. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You're, yeah. kinda, <laughs> you're both kind of short peoples. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and you ain't, and you're not. Well, I'm taller than most Mexicans. <laughs> no, nah, but I agree. You know, I like. That's you know what, what I love about the wireless mics more than anything yeah. at a show. I don't know. So that's kind of one of those things too. Or yeah, you know, I, I would rather be in the crowd, walk. Yeah, exactly. You know, like giving people daps, saying what's up, and that's kind of how you get to meet people too. Because then, if you and don't know, it's the kind anyone, of music you make too. Yeah, exactly. Because I've I've listened to your stuff, and uh, and it is kind of the the what I call headphone music. Yeah. So to me, I only make headphone music, and that's gonna be a good thing. Or it's gonna be a bad thing, but me. All I make yeah. is that, and I'm, and I, I, don't even try to. It's just the kind of music. So it's like yeah. not the shit you're driving to, but when you're in your room, put your headphones on, walking, running, whatever. When you're in that solo moment, my shit resonates. Yeah. As does yours. That's why I, at first I didn't know, so I'm in my car and I'm listening to it. So what I do is I put the windows open. <laughs> so Are now. Your own headphones. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm listening. Oh, this is tight. I dig this. I'm with that. You know, tough shit. <clears throat> Uh, so you say poetry yeah that's where I really came from with a lot of it because I know obvious yeah I've talked to people about that I mean growing up you know like pre being interested in in music as far as heavily listening to it you know I mean like parental wise you know I grew up listening to a lot of more R&B than anything yeah so for me it was always kind of more like music was something that you were supposed to be very passionate about Mm -hmm. plus that was R&B you're looking at like Sweat, Bobby Brown, like people who had lyricism. That's what I I really liked Miguel when he came out because he kind of brought that back for me to where a lot of R&B is whack, like it's trash. It just went the same way as every other genre did, which, you know, I mean, so it's not like it's just an R&B thing by any means. I'm not that up on recent R&B people. Like, I I love me some Brian McKnight. Yep. I love me some Bush to Men. I love love, love that kind of old school. Yeah, that's I, the era. I love it. it but the only, there's a couple cats who really got my attention is uh, Bruno Mars. Yep. <clears throat> there's certain tracks that he has. He's just like spitting, but singing it. He just mm-hmm. so his and it's very on point. It's very good. Uh, Talking to the Moon. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that song. Talking to the Moon by Bruno Mars is amazing lyrically and like in um it paints a picture. 
I never so, liked him yeah. until he got busted for cocaine, and then I'm like, yeah, he's and down with it. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't even, I've never, I don't even do cocaine. I'm just like, man, if like, he cool lost cat. his whole image of like, you know, like, because I always thought he was just some uptight fool like Drake. Yeah, I'm like, man, this dude's not about anything. But he's just like a cokehead who just likes to make music. No, then you know, I mean, well, I mean, there was <laughs> he's that. Your yeah, he's your average dude. He's, an, he's a real guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? Because you got to think, like, smoking's probably not a good idea since they have to sing. Yeah, you can so burn your cocaine, vocal cords. they got to be up, rock <laughs> shows. A good substitute, you know, if you are gonna substitute. I, I agree. I I, I, I agree. I've never done cocaine, so I don't know. But I'm, yeah. I kind of, oh, all right, sure. You're like sure. <laughs> Um, no, uh, also, like, again, they don't have to sing. They have to sing, so smoking yeah. might not be a good idea. And they got to stay up, late practices, blah, blah, blah. Do a couple lines. Whatever. You know, I, I can see that. So it's not crack. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, the, for me, Bruno Mars and Miguel are pretty much, if I were to Bruno listen to, to new R&B, that's pretty much it. The Weeknd. They don't, don't like, you're not a weekend. homeless. He does look homeless. That and all of his shit's the same. To me, he's one of those M- those. Well, I guess MC. You know, he's still, yeah, he just sings it. Yeah, uh-huh. he's, he's still I've a musician. To, his to me, I'll listen to his music because my girl loves his music, and I'm just kind of like, okay, you just played me five tracks, and there was no differentiation Ooh, in any of those. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm cool. Uh, uh, self-provoked. Uh, he calls himself a uh, R&B baby, and he's like into 2028 20, or whatever the weekend, and he goes. Uh, yeah, check him out. So that's why I picked him up. And I'm kind of with it. I'm fucking with him. You know, he, he, I, I, it's just different. It's different. Yeah, it's yeah. just different. Um, okay, so, but your style is very organic. That'd be a good word. You know what I'm saying? It's organic. Uh, what about your producing, like, the musically on that level? Like, who are you listening to? Who is your inspiration for that? Because your beats are, are very good, too. They, they match the focus of your song. Yeah, and that's where for me, like the the EP, A Traveling Man, that one was, I had met when I was recording locally in Oxnard, this cat had me go over to do some features and he had asked me if I want to get on a song with these people from Croatia. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, yeah, you know, I mean, everyone makes music, so I'm sure they'll probably do nothing with it. Like, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I never know if it's someone who's serious or if it's just like home studio, like, yo, I want to make a track and they never do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So we record the track I featured on and a few months went by, nothing happened. So I was like, all right, whatever, cool. Like, I didn't by any means do any kind of like charging them or them charging me, you know, just kind of for the love. Mm-hmm. You know, then I'd probably say like the third or fourth month afterward was when they had released it. They put it up on like YouTube as far as the audio yeah, and some like downloading sites because they're real big on like not only Datpiff, but a lot of like that kind of, of like downloading website type stuff for their mm-hmm. mixtape. You know, yeah, the executive producer out there hit me up asking if I wanted to do a full album or an EP with them. And for me, like album, I just wasn't at that point. Like I, I didn't have enough things that I wanted to address. Mm-hmm. And the EP seemed like it would fit really well. And they have a whole team out there, which didn't really work so well because they're more like mainstream. Yeah, they're 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 probably exposure to certain type of music is limited. Yeah, so well, they, they do. They, they have to go mainstream because they don't know any more than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they do a lot of that as far as when people tour, obviously, you know, like yeah. people want like 90s, early 2000s era if you're talking about like doing Europe stuff. Most definitely. So they're more into that. So, I mean, that's where we went through a lot of beats just to get to the six that we yeah. used for the EP. You know, that's what it pretty much was, was that some of them sounded too much alike. Some of them I just didn't like at all. And we're, I was very honest with him about that. So yeah. we were able to build. And so they were, they were throwing you beats at your discretion to be like, right. Okay. Right. Good, yeah. good. So they, okay. How was it received here? 
Gear, I got a lot of love for it because of the fact that I'm not really the type of MC to put out like a track a week type uh-huh. thing. You know, like I'm more, I'm going to work on some stuff, figure out a rough date, like six months to a year in advance. And when we get there, we'll figure out if, if it's time or not. Mm. So, and I mean, on top of that, it was just dealing with a lot of personal shit. Yeah. I was, I mean, I released it, what, shit, March, I think. Yeah, well, whenever I released it, like, it, I was supposed to be released way sooner. And I ended up getting into some some graffiti legal problems. Ended up going to jail for three months. And when I got, like, the whole time I was there, I was just like, shit, I got all these tracks to record. And, like, if they're going to say imagine, screw you. Man. And then I get out and, you know, I spoke with them about it again, very honestly. Just person to person, letting them know what the situation was. And they were very cool with that. You know, they said, well, just make sure you take it seriously. But, but yeah, we're still with it. Let's do it. And they kept trying to rush for the most part. And I never wanted that to be the case where I'm, like, trying to meet deadlines to, mm-hmm. to like, write rhymes and have a bunch of filler tracks or something. So Especially on a project that, that uh, kind of shows off very little amount of songs. Like, yeah, like you said, it's only six or seven. Yeah. Then th- those six and seven are going to be, have to be. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm with that. Okay, good. So you're one of these MCs who kind of lets things marinate. You're not right. in a rush and stuff like that. What uh, what nationality are we with? I am Mexican and Native American, part of Apache. Okay. Yeah, is that something that you focus on? Uh, to an extent. I mean, growing up, I'd say like end of high school, college years, when mm-hmm. I was kind of getting more into music as far as like substantial like music with substance. Yeah. Then, yeah, you know, I kind of focused on it, kind of did a few different tracks or a few concepts at least where I hint at it. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to be one of those MCs who's branded as like, oh, this dude's like a Native American rapper mm-hmm. or like, oh, this dude, by no means would I ever want to be a Chicano rapper. You know, it's like one of those things. Yeah, you, you didn't want that to be the main focus of your... Yeah, kind of like you said with being organic, you know, I, I wouldn't want my ethnicity to be like, yo, yeah, like, this is the kind of music style, he makes. Yeah. You're yeah. defining point. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so uh, so then where the in, where did the inspiration for the music now come? Like, who would you say was when somebody that you listened to coming up? Ironically, I mean, I started, I would say, end, end of middle school, early high school was when I kind of left the like Lil Wayne type phase when he was putting out all those mixtapes. Like, I used to be heavy Lil Wayne fan. Really? Yeah, and my boy that I grew up in elementary school with, uh, Mario, He's more into the punk scene, but, you know, he was heavy underground hip-hop. And we'd, we'd be chilling, and he'd be like, yo, like your music sucks. Like, listen to my <laughs> shit. And gave me a playlist yeah. of Sand People, Atmosphere, uh, some Aesop. Uh-huh. Who else? Did you Different any, people like that. Did you get any Swallow members in? Nah. You know, I've never really... I mean, I've heard some of Mad Child's newer stuff. No. But, yeah, as far as the Swollen members... So, to me, when I got put on... It was like, okay, Swollen Members at that time was deep, deep on it. Like, you have to know yeah. hip-hop to know this group. Because it was coming out of Canada in 96. Yeah. So, like, you had to have known and known. And he goes, Doc, this is the best album I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. He gives it to me. I take it home just like you guys. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. It literally changed my life. Because now I could see what lyricism was on a hip-hop track. Yeah. And not only that, now the description was there, the the, the 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 placement of the words, the structure of a song, the idea of where you want to take it, an entire album was there. 
before it was just like, oh, I'm listening to K Day or blah, blah, blah. I used to listen to a lot of um, K Rock because yeah. hip hop got boring fast. Yeah. Yep. Until I got picked up like that, and then it was atmosphere, and then after that, it just kind of was everything else that follows that. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, as far as like pre MCing, because I was all kind of like once I started MCing, like, yeah. I remember the first time we ever rapped was when uh, he had a cassette player. And I guess on the back of the cassette, it was built in like you couldn't even see it. Mm-hmm. It was on some, I guess it'd be compared to like how when you get a Mac now, it has a built in microphone. Oh, it does? Yeah. Like, okay. I remember later on, that was like my second take at trying to rap was using the one on the Mac. <laughs> but um, with the cassette player, we would literally like we'd record on the cassette. And then we'd be rapping into this little built-in terrible microphone. Yeah. And it was cool because, you know, like at that time was when I was really barely starting to get into it. I remember those because I had them on, on my little boombox that played yep. tapes and CDs. <laughs> so I was balling. That was next level. Yeah. So I, I had a little record button and we kept pushing it, but it would pop like a pushing it. And like, yeah. okay, hold it. So we held it. And we're like, oh, shit. So now we started... But rap into that, like, and then boop, it pops up, and you listen to the tape back, and you know, with you. Yeah, so up. that was because I think, like, pre MCing, getting out of the R&B phase, it was more like third grade for me. I remember my mom had won Q1047, which was at that time Q105, which is kind of like the more like, you know, like mainstream music okay. for the for the Ventura area. But she had won a contest that gets tickets and a CD or some shit. So she got Jay-Z that was the Hard Knock Life album. Yeah. And I just happened to be with her. I'm in third grade, so I was, what, like nine or whatever. And the the DJ that was there was like, yo, like, if you want to pick a CD out of this box, get whatever one you want. So just by chance, like, I happened to pick up the Slim Shady LP. And that was kind of more like going from the R&B. Yeah, yeah, exactly. R&B to where you're like, you're just kind of feeling the music, but you're doing your thing to the more hip-hop shit you know where you're like you're listening to a lot of lyricism but then also i mean you got someone as crazy as he was back then to where you got a lot, a lot of just heart, a lot of soul, you got a lot of that detroit especially feel. especially that album is yeah. very you could see i mean him being immature still exactly and, and delivering those songs to now it's just like you can see the complete transfer as a man yeah. but he came with so much skill that it was like wait this is a white person <laughs> and honestly but that's what they were selling because I remember when that album came no the second album came out Marshall Mathers K-Rock leaked the entire album okay so to us it was like oh they're playing they're playing Eminem because he's white and it's K-Rock had it been another black rapper they wouldn't have leaked it but they're like oh here we got a hold of Eminem's entire-. they literally bleeped all the bad words blah blah and they played the entire album ahead of time like a two or three days before it dropped I'm sure it's a whole promotional thing they did, but yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, it, to me, it was really impressive that he came out the way he did, and it was perfectly planned, you know, it was, like, yeah. it was delivered well. That was definitely a good yeah, yeah, you got lucky with that yeah. one, because it could have been fucking... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I listened to, I'd, I'd say around that era was when I was probably listening to him, uh, maybe like some Ludacris, mm. you know, and even at that, that was more like the, the move bitch yeah. era, you know. Watch out. Yeah. yeah, Ja Rule, DMX. I was on the same thing. So, like, yeah. Eminem definitely, <laughs> Eminem definitely saved me up. on that one, because yeah. I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably be making some bitches and hoes. What about now? Who we listening to? Like if now, I were if I were to go in your car, what am I listening to? I got an old Civic, so I got a CD changer. I think, ironically, I mean I'll be having it. I booked him to come August second to Camarillo, but uh, Open Mike Eagle. I have mm-hmm. his Rappers Will Die of Natural Causes. 
he gave that to me probably like two or three years ago when we rocked this show together in Ventura. I've kept it in my CD changer since then. Mm -hmm. um, I have him just because I didn't want to throw it away or, or put it out yet. I mean, I still have Lupe Fiasco's, whatever the last album was. I really didn't like too many songs off of it. Okay. But it was way better than, uh, what was the other one? Lasers. That one was terrible. You, you didn't like that at all? Um, Didn't me, Lasers was, have a, a bit... Daydream in it? No, Daydream is like kick push. Like that yeah, was, that was that his was, early work. Lasers was his last album off Atlantic when he didn't want to release it and a bunch of people protested the studio. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was, they had a lot of substance Things behind I never it, said? but it was a terrible, yeah, yeah, that one. That's probably like one of the only dope tracks. I don't know why. I think. Okay. Yeah, because that one definitely, I mean, that was cool. Yeah, I got him in there. Um, I mean, my boy Will Santos, who does all my engineering. Yeah. As well as like Praise, his boy Daniel. I have their, I have their work mixed in with a lot of my rough. Mm -hmm. Just because of the fact that since I don't have an auxiliary, I can't really play anything, you know, to, to be able to rehearse. So a lot of the times I use that CD a lot for rehearsals. You know, yeah. I probably look like a white girl, like singing along yeah. to the songs. Unless people realize I'm rapping to my own show. To myself. I, yeah. when, once, so what, when I record something, I put on the CD and then I, then I, you know, whenever I just leave it in my car. Right. And then I'll listen to the song over and over again. I'll be like, okay, well, you know, this needs to be changed or you could have dropped this here. This should have said that, you know, kind of thing. So I'm driving. I listen to myself a lot as yeah. an MC. Is that something you find yourself doing too? For me, it was, it's kind of the opposite. If I'm alone, for means of like, yeah, if I'm either rehearsing before doing the final version that we're going to master for the studio, then yeah, definitely. We're doing a lot of, of rehearsal takes just to try and figure out what would I like, what, what do you not like, when should you take a breath, depending mm -hmm. on what the lyric pattern is. But um, as far as with other people, nah, I've never been one of those to be like, yo, yeah, listen to my you. shit. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's kind of weird like that. You know, I'll have people too who... Who tell me you know you should you should play your music for us and i'm just kind of like uh i get that a lot especially because of this now it's like oh you rap bro like or dude i heard a rap song you made she was dope like <laughs> they give me this look like dog you didn't tell me not it's realizing like, it's like dog i've been rapping for like ever already like dude you gotta trust me uh so i feel you uh I, the, people tell me more often to hey give me some of your shit yeah. Or let me yeah. listen to this. And and it's all because, you know, everything's paid off so far and you're hustling and people get to know your name. Then they'll Google you, I think, or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or on my Facebook, it's wide open. It I says, know, right? da -da -da, and there's Help links. <laughs> so people will click on it and they're like, dog, I didn't know you did this. And like, yeah. yeah, it's a weird <laughs> era. I mean, definitely. I mean, I, I've been lucky enough, I guess, to just kind of stumble on a lot of things as far as like, once I heard about ASCAP and I kind of took it more seriously and got my ASCAP license. But then from there, kind of reading all of the abundance of articles that they have, but doing stuff like that definitely helped I me mean, as far as kind of professionalize. But I think that's where it is now where you can't really expect like, oh, I'm going to get signed and I'm going to make these millions. Like there, there's, I don't think there would be another Eminem, you know, like if Eminem came out, he'd just be amongst the crowd. And a uh, lot of it. Like, I understand that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, because again that skill level right not even that it, that presentation of eminem wasn't no one took the time to do it like people just credit eminem but dre had so much to do with it yeah he stamped him well to, kendrick you know to, I mean, to you where, still see dre doing his thing yeah. eh, but Ken, look, look uh, the thing about kendrick i feel is that kendrick is only west coast because he says he's west coast uh, what i mean is 
there's his style doesn't say West Coast. Right. The, the what he talks about doesn't. That says all East Coast. Literally, if you know, uh, exactly. If you know, fucking like, you know, uh, I mean, you mean like cannabis or or A plus? You talk about like or, or A Z. These that's Kendrick style. That's can You could swear Kendrick just finished listening to Cap. Yeah, but he's not gonna claim East Coast. He because he's he was, but he the only reason he's West Coast because he was born in Compton. Like there's no other re there's nothing to tell if you were if I were to tell you one of these is East Coast and one of these is West Coast you couldn't tell if that was Ken oh this one's West Coast you'd be like no yeah but and that's a bad thing no I'm not saying it's a bad thing I'm saying it's a, but but I don't feel that like he's saying there won't be another Eminem yeah because because Kendrick there's Ken, there's Kendricks everywhere exactly people I know people that spit sick as fuck you telling me they can't spit as ill as Kendrick on a track please easy. So, but there's no other Eminem. Also, to me, means that success of hip hop won't happen again. Yeah, exactly. Like right? definitely lyrically, I think there, there's probably still a million Eminem. There's a million Eminem. When lyrically. it comes to yeah, it's more like on the business end. Yeah. You know, like you even for a perfect example, how you're talking about K Day leaked the whole album. Yeah. Like nowadays, most people are paying for rotation. Yeah. Heavily paying, and you're getting a track or two maybe. To where you know you're not gonna have a radio station take the time to find out who the hell you are, try and leak. Well, not even just try and leak, but have their engineers go and bleep all your shit. Like so no to one me, is gonna yeah. do that. Even then, I knew okay, so M or whatever paid them to do this because it was just too obvious. Plus, you can't just leak shit on the and the right. Air. You probably get lawsuits. You get lawsuits. Else. So I'm sure it was like, hey, white people are listening. Yeah, right? this yeah. is what we understood. This is what happened. Yeah. So K Rock or K Day? Well, go cut K Rock. It makes sense. Um, I'm with you, but so, but that's not something you're aiming for. You're portraying your style to be. At least I don't see that. No, yeah, for me, it's always. I think looking big picture now, it's kind of more, almost, almost like what Slug did with Rhyme Shares, mm-hmm. to where whether it would be working with that kind of an organization. I mean, definitely that would be like dream come true. I wouldn't expect to get signed to Rhyme Shares, but like something of that nature, you know, like I think you could do. Well, maybe. We'll I, think, I think you could do your thing. Watch, like, a couple years from now, I'm going to be like, yo, Concept inspired me. Because <laughs> there's cats that Never have... gave me my coconut There's cats water. that don't deserve to be signed to Rhyme Series that are Rhyme Series. I see that. You know and, what I'm saying? There's cats know, like, like, really? Yeah. Come on, bro. Like, come check out a show. I'll show you some shit. Because yeah. I'm forced to listen to all types of shit because I, I love atmosphere. So I'm like, oh, who's... who's it? Oh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, I've seen this. But your style, I like it. It's very pure. It's very organic. Um, point oriented. Definitely. Like there's no Dungeons and Dragons and da 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 da. Yeah, I never. I kind of like Dungeons and Dragons shit. You yeah, I mean, I like, know a lot of cats like that too. You know, where it's kind of more like, oh damn, like did he really just put that in a rhyme? Like, yeah. how did he even figure that out? Yeah. So I mean, I definitely see that. You know, like it it works for some people. Yeah. But I think for me, definitely, I try to keep it more. Some kind of if there if there's a lot of like and if anything with me it's more yeah like word juggling like trying to figure out some crazy ass patterns but a lot of times it's not really figuring it out it's like I'm just chilling with the music loud. Yo, you know we're not always perfect and I think sometimes it's, it's difficult to decide what exactly to address, what to leave to the side. When we're putting everything together. Especially when I'm supposed to be pushing the lifestyle, not the label. Mr. Shell Black 
flights to international flights. Whoever said life's a bitch must not have treated her right. Went from day room view to watching live at third baseline. Where I was currently seated when I began to write. Feel like right, sold out, seats taken. Only a few blocks from OG Husky Station. Well connected, always trying to push the message. Surrounded by ambitious folks, learn to use discretion. This passport ain't gonna stamp itself. And the only thing you collect is dust while sitting on that shelf. Atop that purse, you handcrafted manically. Swearing you should charge more for a featuring fee. We came with nothing and we'll leave the same. So while the getting is good, make it well built to claim. Let the people know why it is you came. So they have a reason to, to shout our names. Where this journey takes us, we may never know. If we don't hit the road, get up and go. It's a business combined with a lifestyle. Attempting to be versatile to make it worthwhile. Where this journey takes us, we may never know. If we don't hit the road, get up and go. It's a business combined with a lifestyle. Attempting to be versatile to make it worthwhile. More spoken word than cool raps to distract. While the prima donna calls it scene, I'm chilling in the back. A low profile, no flashy attire. The man makes himself money talks, but is a liar. Either invest or step aside. No time to read between the lines. We're forming worthy alliances. Been through the rain, setbacks and growing pains. I sprayed, I paid, and never said a damn thing. Making amends when the time is right. Spent many nights, deep meditation, total silence. Viewed through my third eye, the world most skip on that hope for what most would misinterpret as Luciferian. No dogmas or satanic worship. I only want the truth uncut, no bullshit. From this pulpit known as a stage, I'm no better, no worse, just me. Where this journey takes us, we may never know. If we don't hit the road, get up and go. It's a business combined with a lifestyle, attempting to be versatile to make it worthwhile. Where this journey takes us, we may never know. If we don't hit the road, get up and go. It's a business combined with a lifestyle, attempting to be versatile to make it worthwhile. Especially it's difficult too is knowing that even if you wanted to quit, you give it all up. It's not really like it's that simple. It's something that just stays with you. So whether I'm writing or performing or doing all this business. Check the type set, I'm talking no Pyrex. Made it this far, but haven't even begun yet. Here to cause an upset. No stopping this sunset. Getting so lost in the moment with this digest. Feel the buckle strain, but push through it. Honey, lemon tea before my shows, I really do it. Above the influence, even if I slip and fall. Made it out of jail, but still behind these hard bars. Never glorify, usually omit from tracks. All the facts are all that separates real from whack. So why act like no blemish exists? As if life experience had no impact while writing this. Only reason they want these interviews is to discover interviews most never let loose. Consider this the unveiling of illusion. Forced way into the game, pardon the intrusion. Where this journey takes us, we may never know. If we don't hit the road, get up and go. It's a business combined with a lifestyle, attempting to be versatile to make it worthwhile. Where this journey takes us, we may never know. If we don't hit the road, get up and go. It's a business combined with a lifestyle, attempting to be versatile to make it worthwhile. Like as someone out. who I have hypervigilance, so whenever right, I'm doing right. anything, it's at tenfold. So I'm driving on the street and I'll see two people walking by. One of them's a girl; she's wearing blue shirts and exactly. red shirt and a stripe, whatever. So it just comes in my head. 
So then I'll I'll drive past it and then I'll be like, oh, that girl had this on. So so that's the kind of that's kind of shit. That's how my mind works. So I'm listening to your stuff driving down from work, and I'm like, oh, this is mellow. I like this. I'm chilling. I'm listening. Like I said, it's very oriented to that. This is what I'm trying to portray. This is what I'm trying to say. Um, but the beats are very organic. I'm digging it. I'm with it. You know. But there's got to be some stuff that you rock at shows that might not be. See what I'm saying? Now, <laughs> yeah, I think that it's not really on the tip of like. I mean, there's probably one or two that are that are completely unreleased. But for the most part, I think for my shows, a lot of the times it'll be collaborations that I do for other people. Yeah, where I'll have my engineer just chop it down, which I I saw from Tech Nine. Like I grew up listening to a lot of Tech Nine and seeing his live sets. You know, he has such a big discography. Yeah, he can't do a track you know like start to finish a lot of his stuff is one or two verses from a song so i kind of got that aspect to where all the collabs i've ever done if i like them enough then i'll make it into a performance version to where i can then rock the rock the verse you'll you'll get your own yeah to where it's either like that or i'll do a macapella either way just to where i can kind of still make it happen because a lot of the times i mean especially lately finally working on like a full album I've noticed that's what's kind of happened is I've been so stagnant recording for the album because I want every track to be like a standalone timeless piece yeah. that I'll start writing and I'll be like, nah, it's not good enough. All but right. then someone hit me up for yeah. a feature and I'll write a dope feature and I'm like, damn it, why couldn't I do this for that album? Yeah. I'm with you. It yeah. makes sense. You know, it's all struggles that you go through, especially in the business that we're in, it's kind of hard to kind of like maintain the integrity of the product exactly. and still be involved with shows and stuff. Yeah. So that's why I've kind of distanced myself from certain stuff now that I maybe two years ago would have begged. Right. Because it's just like, mm, I, trust me, I know what I'm doing. I'm going this direction. But where is this coming from? Okay, because now we got to get personal. Because So I've been picking you up the whole interview and I don't, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> okay, so uh, are we, do we have mom and dad at home? Like, well, what's happening? For me, I mean, definitely with, with Eminem being the, the main Cause, influence. Because I feel with, you're, we're missing like a father figure. Yup. We're missing a father yeah, look at figure. That. I feel like I'm on like the Dr. Phil of hip hop. This shit is crazy. <laughs> no, the only reason, the only reason I say this is because you're, you're relatively young. Right. Mid-20s. Yeah, 20, uh, 23. 23, early 20s. Yeah. Mid-20s would be 25 in the book. So you're 23, you're fairly young, but there's this sense of discipline, the sense of like, okay, yeah. this, this is what I got to do and I understand it. Now I got to clear that. I'm also trying to figure it out, yeah. but I know where I'm going. Right. Sense from, I offered you some a drink, you didn't drink. Right. And I offered you some of smoke, you didn't smoke. Right. Okay. <laughs> so again, those two, it might be, seem outrageous, but honestly, in this industry, it's a rarity. No, definitely. So why? What's For happening? me, I mean, definitely like, because, so we'll, we'll kind of try and tie it all in. So growing up, before I, w I could really remember, like my parents split up about, well, I was four years old. So my dad has his other family mm -hmm. as far as, I mean, they, they split up because my dad got my, what was it? Not even preschool, like whatever the fuck's before preschool. My dad got like my- uh, Head start. Yeah. Yeah, like head start, <laughs> like the, the shit that they have for the kids for when, like you, when you're going to college, you know, like- Like taller shit, like the, yeah. Is that about the, your like, teacher? Yo, yeah, like my dad got my teacher, teacher pregnant. <gasps> so then like- oh. So yeah, that's how like so my mom so, divorces her. Huh, your dad, biological father, yeah, got your teacher pregnant. Yeah. But was he, he cheated? But he was married at the time with your moms. 
Exactly. Okay. Oh, no. So he cheats and he and he gets your teacher pregnant. Yeah. Uh, Continue. So I steal my stepmom to this day. <laughs> like they have. So that's my my youngest of the of the older because I have three so, younger so brothers. What happens here? Did your mom finds out? Oh, how? Yeah. Well, I think she, she. I mean, my mom's always been very hardworking. Coming from like, parents who were hardworking. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of love for my mom. Definitely. I mean, I, I've resolved a lot with my dad. You know, things are good now, but. Yeah. But uh, growing up definitely wasn't like So your that. mom, how does she find out though? Is there like a like a test that gets home or like he tells her or because she could, the, the teacher could be pregnant. And, you know, like how does this come? Oh, it was your dad. Well, it wasn't one of the college teachers. It was one of the teachers that was watching me in yeah. the, the little preschool That's thing what I'm or whatever. But um no, I mean I think even though she was always very hardworking, I think she kind of had suspicions. Oh, sure. So it was one of those things where, it just yeah, it just kind of, yeah, like, exactly. Hey, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't, looking back on it, I'm not sure their relationship was, was well, but, you At know At least I mean? from yeah. the point that you know of. Right, right. So it's, it's, growing up, it was a lot of animosity of like, I hate my dad type shit. Question, and then getting older, it just totally. Did you, did you still attend the same school? Well, I don't know. I was like four years old. I was like. Before preschool, so you don't remember was, if, if whether you kept going to. The yeah, I have no clue. I don't remember. Anything. Yeah, like because I I grew that'd up. That'd have been awkward. Your mom picks you up from school. And she's all pregnant. Yeah, that'd be real weird. Oh, that'd really be real weird. weird. But yeah, so you she know, she throws like, her lunchables at her. <laughs> yeah, like so I came from that, but then also definitely like growing up with my mom. Yeah. Kind of, she always had me to be the type where I was hanging out with with the, the uncles and the older cousins yeah so it was a lot of learning to speak for yourself I mean I'm an only child more or less you know because like I have my three younger brothers right but I live with my mom my whole who upbringing. has no more kids right yes I'm I'm more or less an only child okay uh I understand that I could see that I could totally see that happen just talking to you I can see how you're an only child yeah so very creepy uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is is an awareness yeah, and exactly. also if you meet enough people like I have a theory okay here's my theory there's only a certain amount of personalities on the planet and this is what I mean I've met the same person a hundred times and I'm saying is like uh, and, and not even like oh it kind of you know like that person I've met him three years ago and he, but he was in a different and totally different person so that spirit, that soul, that, that that personality, I've seen that personality. But I think there's only like a limited number. I think there's only like, like maybe a five or six. That's just my own personal thing. You know what I'm saying? So once you start getting old enough, you meet the same personality over and over again. And I'm not saying that I've met you before, but I your 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 characteristics are that of like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm not drinking, I'm not smoking, I'm chilling. You know, I got work to do. I got to drive home. I got a long drive. Like, you you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a very mature for your age. Because at 23, bro, I was fucking like, yeah, pounding and packing. Fucking like, yeah. Yes, for me, it was a lot. I mean, definitely, like, I think growing up with the family parties or being at my older cousins, like, they, they were the type where in high school and in college, and they were they were the party house. Yeah. So, like, being there, so witnessing that. have you spent your good amount of time partying, you think? Yeah. Yeah, I'm over it. You know, it's kind of one of you those things. You haven't. You've been there, done that. Yeah, like I, I would say for me, by about 11 or 12 was when I started smoking weed. Okay. To where I was like, for the first year of that, I was more like, yo, I'm just going to smoke weed. Like I never, I would never take a drink. And then like getting caught up with, with like, 
I got caught with a pipe in middle school. I had to do community service. Yeah. So it was a lot harder to, to hide that I was smoking. So then I started drinking. From there, kind of getting involved with, I mean, at that time, Oxys. Thank God, because who knows where I would be if Oxys were hitting oh, at that oh, time. Not, not, but like, I did not for expect back then, that one. <laughs> For back then, it was more like Vicodin, you know, like, because there wasn't even really Norco. Where would you get it from? Uh, pill bottles I would find from like different family members a lot of the time or else these random pills knowing the people that were connected like in in middle school still like knowing the the people who would sell weed for instance and then because i'd be more mature even at that age like i go to chill with them and pick up and i'd meet their older brother oh, so yeah. then i'd become friends with all these older cats yeah so where you know nothing was really too hard to so find you're an old soul definitely by okay. all means yeah and i think a lot of mcs that i know like Shar definitely like an old soul and, and, and I, I like to think I am as well like I've already known forever yeah. you, learn the, early. you do yeah. and, and you only learn early if you already learn you know what I'm so I, I'm with you on that one I can see it yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. Okay, so there's a couple things we I like to go through the show so people get to know you on a better personal basis. Right. So the number one, one or the first segment is your top five. So I need your top five musical influences. Top it, five. it doesn't have to be hip hop. Yeah, I was but it could be. Hip-hop. He's an R&B kid. Exactly. It could be polka. It could be ranchero. It could be cumbia. Whatever <laughs> you're into, bro. Yeah, I've never been into this. Well, for me, like, I don't even speak fluent Spanish, so definitely no, no ranchera, no, no norteño, none of that. How dare you? Yeah, I'm fool. But, um, you want to speak Spanish? I just never learned it. My mom speaks, like, broken Spanish. But you can say, like, blah, 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 right? Like, I understand the basics, but if I'm speaking to someone, exactly. But if I'm speaking to someone who knows Spanish, I'm trying to, like, carry on this conversation. So you could not carry a conversation? I would be lost. Really? Okay. Which is interesting because now I've been working with like people in so Chile. So I go chinga tu madre. Yeah, I'd be like, what, what for? Like, why, why you being like that? Oh, so you understand that? Part. <laughs> okay, all right. You'd be like, yeah. okay. <laughs> no mames. Wait. Yeah, I probably under. Yeah, exactly. You so, with the no mames though? You understand it? I understand no it. Mom. To me, it's just like I'm cool. Okay, I'm cool. But top five. <laughs> You're. T- how we got there? Let's move on. Your top five musicals. I'm still trying to. Yeah, I mean, like top five. I think overall, definitely. Eminem would have to be very high up there okay. just as far as someone who inspired me to kind of look more deeply into life mm-hmm. after Eminem I would say that's where for me it's always like I know I really enjoy listening to Faramanch to the point where I remember when I tweeted about him that was kind of like one of my main things was you know like this is literally one of my top three favorite MCs of all time I mean definitely listening to him I get a lot of influence between them two and then I would so say Eminem yeah, Eminem Pharaoh Pharaoh maybe like older not necessarily like 90s era Nas but like some of his stuff back then but then also even a lot of his like uh, Life is Good like I even like some of that album because you know like he was, he's been doing his thing forever yeah. you I mean uh, you can like the albums of the new shit but yeah, there's yeah. no comparing them to the ocean. Yeah, like some... especially with a character like Nas, it just, you just don't, yeah. you just can't. And Nas will never make another I Am film ever. People yeah. say Illmatic all the time, but I feel I Am is the way better album. And that's just me personally, maybe because the album, you know, you get too young or whatever. But for me, yeah, I Am. Yeah. Look up I Am and listen to the entire album. 
Yeah, see, I think it's one of those. You know era, what I'm talking about? It's one of those era things. Era where... specific, and he was one of these cats who understood the era yeah. and described the era yeah. perfectly. Yeah. To and I'm not. It's not too angry. To where I don't want to listen. Right, right. But it's not too soft. Where it's off putting. Right. It's where he's making little of it or something. It, it was. Just... It was super bad. It was super bad. So okay, Nas. Nas, Eminem, Eminem Pharrell, and then I probably have to say definitely Aesop. Rock. Yep. And then I don't uh, know. Like it's hard because Labor a Days. Lot of, what are you talking about? Uh, like, yeah, like see his his stuff like Labor Days, but then also I think for me he's one of those where his live performance is what I really like because I'd seen a bunch of videos obviously of him performing live. But then to finally catch him at Back to Basics was just just kinda, recently. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever seen him in person. Like, yeah. yeah, I've been a fan. I would say that was that was kind of like probably seven years ago when I started getting into the like actual like underground conscious type hip hop. Yeah, he was one of those early MCs that I discovered. It was it was one of these MCs that I I didn't I, I gave me the um, it gave me the knowledge that I could. Express more than one type of idea or opinion on one line. And be a weirdo and, and still have a shitload of fans. And be able to spit while doing it. Because yeah. you can say whatever you want about Aesop, but he can fucking spit. And, I, and then outside of that, I thought the fact that he can spit is his word placement was not. It's barbaric to this day. It's just like not yeah. done. You just don't do it unless you're Aesop Rock. Yeah, I think people could take a stab at it, but it would definitely kind of be like, okay, what's the point? Like I said, he's expressing more than one idea right. in one line before he hits the next one. Like, it's bananas dope. And he, and he, he, like he gave me the understanding, oh, I'm able to do it. I don't right, have right. to just do this. I can also do this. And, and, and then just art, creativeness, and his beats, and, and his way he, which is amazing, you know? I saw him at that concert. Yeah, back to basics. Back to basics. I saw him to that. And he was impressive. Yeah. It was impressive. So I can, I can play you on that. You got a last one? That's where for me, I think it would def it'd probably be atmosphere because I was trying to almost fight between like, is it atmosphere or is it Brother Ali to where like, to me, I like I like a lot of Brother Ali's tracks. And for me, <laughs> for a while, I wasn't listening to atmosphere yeah. for a while because yeah. to and I can understand perfectly why they made felt as far as him emerged. But that was kind of what put me off of atmosphere for a while was the fact that like a lot of his stuff, you know, it's just very female related. Merz does it also to where like that kind of throws me off like I'm kind of like okay that's cool but next subject it limits being able to relate to shit yeah but brother Ali yeah like how do you like oh it's either atmosphere or brother Ali like yeah they're, they're not it's even atmosphere then brother Ali I feel like far distant yeah. brother Ali like like and, and Shart shares the same opinion I do like yeah, atmosphere is just like Overall substance is just <laughs> uncomparable. You can't. Uh, and, and I don't think you can even debate it, like substance and yeah. material-wise. Yeah. For me, I think it would be... Completely original. Just yeah, completely... Atmosphere atmosphere. Who was... Okay, who did Atmosphere copy? Give me someone. Who's copied Atmosphere? Yeah. This goes on and on. Blah, 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 blah. You can just count. His whole, his whole rhyme series... 
uh, signage you could just see oh, okay that's atmosphere, atmosphere in every single one of them yeah. you know but it's your personal opinion i'm with you but Both great it's atmosphere. weird because they're not like atmosphere's been successfully around more longer longer than, right even though they came up together i know that but i'm saying like successfully like audience what he's been yeah. around way longer than brother Ali. yeah for me brother ali it would probably be more the fact that he has because i used to like I got into college and then doing the whole like student organization type shit. Oh, I could see that. Being very politically active yeah, and like socially conscious. For me, that's where like Brother Ali, there was a good year where, yeah, there was definitely, it wasn't necessarily just bumping his new stuff either. Yeah. You know, it was more like listening to his discography and really like just vibing out to where I could kind of see a lot of his, his power coming through that way. Plus, I can see I, yeah, it definitely you know, in a college always, atmosphere. I can see that happen. Yeah, I always try to go for people who are more like lifestyle, like especially like the whole besides race, obviously, like that's the whole thing I try and brand, like the lifestyle, not the label. Yeah. To where that's kind of whatever MC I'm listening to, I kind of try to look for that. Like, okay, they might rap about yeah. some cool stuff, but like, what are they doing in real life? Yeah. And that's where for me, I mean, Immortal does his thing by all means, but that's where for me, like, I just kind of got tired of listening to Immortal as well. Because I was again to where it's like, okay, like you had a bunch of dope songs and then, I don't know. There's just, yeah, it's just kind of like, I know he does his shit, you know, he's out there in the Middle well, East. I mean, like. But it's just to me, it's just to where like, yeah, you know, I just got tired it of is, it. It is what it is. You got to move on and, and expand your horizons. Exactly. So which, but, but it also gives you a good filter. So yeah. I need to know your bottom five. Because your top five are cool, but no one gives a shit. They really don't hear about Bottom five. Your bottom dirt McGurk, just like you would never listen. Even if you listen to him, you just like change the channel. Out of, like you, who just All right, well, hate. perfect example. Because, I mean, I'm someone to where, I mean, like definitely when I went from, I used to listen to, in, in early middle school, Insane Clown Posse. Like, I was a hardcore juggalo. Hatchet Man. You come along. Hatchet yeah. Man, I'll be rocking the face paint at the shows. Like, that was me. You went to shows and shit. Bro, I'll be getting the Fagos. You were a juggalo. I was hardcore juggalo. Okay. So, I'll like, forgive you. coming from, from like, <laughs> juggalo after that, then that was kind of the whole Eminem thing. So, for me, like, now I'm to the point where no matter what Leaps I'm listening bounds, to. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Bounds. Like, no matter what I'm listening to, I try to pick up on whatever's new not even just in the hip-hop scene but like everything like i remember when adele came out yeah i got her both the i think what 19 and 21 were like the two albums or whatever and that shit like to me she was another one of those musicians where i mean her voice is beautiful like yeah. the whatever the i don't even remember the the song name but you know the main song that really yeah. really made her stand out that was a good point I don't remember yeah exactly but i remember yeah. i remember it was really good i remember yeah. like the first time i listened to it i was literally like Heartbroken. I'm just sitting there like, oh my gosh. Like the never mind, oh, I'll find someone else like you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I hope listen. she's good to you. But yeah, like, exactly. Oh, yeah, I'll find yeah. someone like you. Yeah, yeah like I heard that shit and my, like, my eyes start watering. I'm like, oh my gosh. So like I listen to everything. You know? Okay. All, especially so, in the downloading era. I need a bottle five. I tried. I downloaded. What was the last one? Uh, Nothing Was Ever the Same by Drake. I downloaded it okay. because, I mean, I'll download either to my phone or my laptop. Yeah. I'll, I'll download everything. So whenever I hear about some new stuff, any genre, I'll go and download the full album and listen to it from beginning to end. Yeah. And, and he was one of the only ones where I couldn't. Uh, you just couldn't listen to the whole thing? Like, 
Yeah, I mean, I would literally, I'd, I'd be driving with my headphones on, especially on long drives like I do a lot of the times. Yeah. I have enough time to listen to a and full album. And you just album. wanted to stop listening to it. Yeah, like it, it was to the point to where... you to it a few times? Yeah, and I just okay. couldn't. Like, I would I'd play a track. To, you know? Yeah, and I think for me, that's what, like, he's definitely one of those where if I had to come up with some sort of a bottom five, he would be on there, okay. you know, because I've really tried. Keep asking my shark, because like, I got to go pee. Otherwise, I'm going to fuck it all up. <laughs> all right, so, um, all right, so there's one. Yeah. Damn. So bottom five is a weird-ass question. <laughs> Other than bottom it. five, yeah, I don't. Someone I would turn off, like, pretty much. You don't want to hear shit from them. I really, I mean, I would probably have to have, like, someone kind of give me an idea. I guess. As far as if we're talking bottom five newer cats, like The Weeknd would be a good one for me. I try listening to, yeah, my girlfriend loves loves The Weeknd. When she plays him, I'm just like, nah, I'm cool. Turn that shit you off. see no talent in that at all? No. Well, I mean, definitely talent. I can't sing, you know, like, it yeah. takes talent to sing. It takes talent to grow that hair. <laughs> but, um. So he wins there, he wins in the hair. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got my top five hairstyles, maybe. <laughs> But he kind of just jock Murs. <laughs> yeah, he kind of just jock Murs if we're going to talk about like crazy ass nappy hair. Okay, so Drake, The Weeknd. Drake. Which Drake, that disappoints me a lot. But all The right. Weeknd. Kesha. Oh, Let's talk I like total it. trash artists. Okay. Oh, and those, no those, those fucking bastards, those country, those two country guys that started rapping. I don't even know what their name is. Like, I'd seen them. All right, so I was in vacation. I was on vacation in Arizona about a month month and a half ago sitting in the hotel i was late so i got left behind so i just turned on the tv kind of pissed off but just kind of killing time while i wait for my ride mm -hmm. and um so what was it uh like the miss usa pageant was on yeah and the the entertainment for that thing was these two country dudes singing like a rap style song it was terrible you're not talking about macklemore are you no no okay no, these two country dudes. Like it's full on country, you but they're rapping. Sparks. No, not new. Like Nappy new. Roots. I don't know. Nappy don't Roots. Know. Country rappers. Yeah, exactly. like so country rappers. I'm cool on that. So 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 far we have Drake, okay. The Weeknd, um, Kesha. Kesha. Kesha, I definitely can't handle. And um, and and yeah, whoever the hell these country do these two dudes are, I can't even think of the name. Two country dudes. Country dudes. Fuck those country. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't. <laughs> Okay. You guys can sing on your So shit. you've endured a lot in your life. I'm saying, I, you know, you grow in life happens to you. I need a minute of venting. Okay, if I mean, she's like, let it out. I want to hear venting from race. I want to see mm -hmm. what you got stored inside. I mean, as far as expression goes, like, definitely the whole, the whole, like, growing up dealing with, like, addiction and substance abuse on my own shit. I think for me, that was kind of one of those things where learning to, to live clean and like working like on recovery type stuff. I don't really have a reason to vent. Like everything is, no, is even when shit goes bad, like I just got laid off a couple months ago. And that was really a big deal for me because of the fact that it was my first like good paying, solid job. And I was using a lot of that. I mean, on top of all the bills, obviously, I was using a lot of that to start funding a lot of the new stuff I was working on. I have a theory. Of why you don't have anything to vent about, but I must save it to the very end. And you tell me if it's right, <laughs> okay? So I'll be left so with that. that I'll no, be no, left no. with that in the back of my mind, like yeah, the whole time because I think I ha I know why. 
because he's already guessed right on like the the lacking of father figure and like <laughs> right things Doc, like this. You, you, so you, you, so I, he might I, be I'm correct. I think by the end of the the interview, but, I might be but like, but maybe Yo, not he, he because it's it, it, uh, a maturity at a young age is either one or two things. So I'm guessing one of them. You tell me if I'm right. And I gotta wait till then. Very. Because right. cause the 12 rounds really going to nail it. We got goals and some plans to match. No excuses if it's in our hands. We got faith even if it's not the same. Passion and actions change the game. Jotting down thoughts just to pick up on the writers. So I do this, I do this because it's... Leave an imprint. Goals from ambitions. It's a mysterious place, some spend their whole life caught up in a chase and a hustle and a struggle in search of a mind state, never really taking the time to self-evaluate. Is it figurative or literal, a parable to match all these stories that are biblical, enlightenment, heightening of senses were given somewhere along the lines of alchemy and spiritualism, I want to not only be a part of me, but something I can help my sisters and brothers achieve, fighting all these demons must be something watching, but with superficial religions I cannot link, out of reach, prove it to me plainly, otherwise I'm waiting on the next plane to leave, passport, backpack, plus tons of foreign land, count me in, the traveling man, we got goals and some plans to match, in our hands, we got faith even if it's not the same. Passion and actions change the game. Jotting down thoughts just to pick up on the writers' block. Do this, I do this because it's leave an imprint. Goals from ambitions count me in. The traveling man. Jotting down thoughts just to pick up on the writers' block. Couple of these conversations feels like I'm writing blogs. What inspires me? Do I see the irony? Is this really a lifestyle? Don't you cherish prophecy? Truth is, I do this because it's God given. Gaining optimism daily, hoping to make a difference. Strive toward a babbling champion campaigning for what for? Check your hearts at the door, lost, not yet found The story of so many souls, regardless of the town It's become quite eclectic, with or without consent That six men on a bench, the shoulders we crawled upon Just to disrespect, the second we moved up from that ground floor So catch me in the lobby, moving forward toward Providence I keep a long list of those I've shared gratitudes with Independent, but never alone I let the conscious collective decide why I roam From home to Rome, to wherever I touch next No VIP necessary, make it easy to connect Rocking whole sets in the crowd, how I rep Aware of my every step, knowing I'm blessed We got goals and some plans to match No excuses if it's in our hands We got faith even if it's not the same Passion and actions change the game Jotting down thoughts just to pick up on the writer's blood Truth this, I do this because it's
Because <laughs> we want to play something we call 12 rounds. So the way it works is I'm going to ask you 12 questions. Each more difficult than the last. So if you answer all 12 questions correctly, you're the champion. You walk away with a belt. I don't know if you have a belt. <laughs> you walk away with the right of knowing you could have walked away with a real belt. But oh, <laughs> it's a thought that counts. It's a thought that counts, yeah. So uh, uh, you walk away with the belt, boom, you're the champion. But if you cannot answer the question, or you will not answer the question, you will be knocked out. I'm the champion, and I get that hat. Javi Lopez, the owner of Los Angeles uh, you Graffiti. You wanted to play 12 rounds. The owner race, of yes Los no? Angeles Graffiti gave me this hat. Okay. Are you willing to play 12 rounds? Not for that. Not hat, for the hat. Yeah, this hat is too <laughs> dope. Okay, your glasses. This hat is too dope. These glasses your cost shoes. me 150. Your shoes. I'll, I'll give you a biscuit. I'll give you I'll give you the rest of my water. Biscuit. Oh, it's <laughs> like a Popeye's biscuit. Yeah, biscuit. I'll take your water. Preemptively. I want to take your water preemptively. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to take your water. Are you want to play 12 rounds or not? Let's go for it. <laughs> Round number one. What is your favorite part about your craft? Favorite part about my craft, I think overall favorite would probably be connecting with people. Because writing initially was, what I would say, probably my favorite when I started because mm -hmm. of the fact that I was very quiet. So making music kind of expressed a lot of who I was in no other way that I would have been comfortable doing. But yeah, I think as far as like now doing shows, especially going overseas, like that shit definitely like you see how you connect with people more. Mm. So I think now my favorite part is the after effect of writing, writing tracks where you're actually putting substance into them. Mm -hmm. Round number two, what are your least, what is your least favorite part? Least favorite part I would say because of the fact that I, I'm definitely independent. So like, I would say my least favorite part of the craft is having to find shows, having to figure mm -hmm. out how to book. So all the business end, you know, like some of the business end is cool because it gives you that, that empowerment. But at the same time, like there's instances, you know, where like you're not going to get put on something unless you have someone's backing. Yeah. Or if you have the money, if you're talking about like, rich kids or like other people who you'll see them at shows and it's just kind of like these fools suck and they have no business being here but you know they paid the 100 200 300 there, there bucks. is a lot of people that i'm surprised like oh you're here like how this happened and money then I, talks I'm, yeah and then maybe it's a good point so for me musically it's the same kind of thing where, i'm with it yeah i'm with it and that was round number two yeah right, number three i think it was a uh, who would you collaborate yes yeah, for me alive. roger troutman roger troutman Oh, that's right, because you're going to... No, 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 no. You should just take my old one, because that's... Yeah. I what was your... <laughs> no, I gave you Roger <laughs> Troutman, but okay, you already well, asked me... Okay, we say Roger, right? That's yeah. what you said. Yeah, I remember. Just trying to cover it. I know you're trying... I'm trying to uncover it. <laughs> I'm trying to let <laughs> people know. Uncover it. I was clever. Oh, you know what it is? I feel terrible now. I feel bad, but I can ask. I'm good. I'm good to go. We can <laughs> we keep it moving, but... But the old answers will have to remain if you ask me a yeah, question. Yeah, and then again, we that 405 was what are you most proud of or your least proud of? Right, right. Right. Okay, so we'll keep <laughs> go back and So we'll keep those answers. Okay, refresh my memory so that I can kind of gauge you still. Yeah, oh, make, sure, you... make sure that they were really Yeah, no, sincere. just for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that I know what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. So for me, being most proud because of the fact that, I mean, I guess I go in depth a little more. 
like being most proud of the fact that I no longer use drugs, drink, no, and all drink. that shit. And what are you most? Me, pr- that's what you're most proud of. For me, it's most proud because of the fact that I could still be making music. I could still be doing a lot of things if I was using drugs and drinking and all that. But I wouldn't be doing it well. I definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't be on shows like this. I wouldn't be chilling. It was that the, strong of a usage. Oh yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm very, very crazy when I when I use. So for me, it's kind of like. Do I want to go to jail or do I want to? Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Like, do I want to go to jail or do I want to? Or do I want to do something productive? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you took that turn. And then that was definitely something. So, what? What are you least proud? The least proud of, which for me is again probably like all the bridges I burned Mm. when I was very active in like using and, and drinking and things like that because of the fact that I'm a whole different person. To where, like, it's on, like, people have said before, like, it's kind of like that Jekyll and Hyde thing. To where, like, they'll meet me when I'm, when I'm me. Mm-hmm. And then they see me when I'm just out there warming out. And it's kind of like, who the hell is this dude? Mm. Okay. Which leads us to round number six. <laughs> what is your biggest fear for round number six? My biggest fear, I would say, losing loved ones. Mm-hmm. As far as, because I mean, like, I think whether or not we admit it, we're probably all afraid to die. As far as like the the last seconds we're alive, afraid to die. The process of dying. But it's kind of like, then it's kind of like that relief moment. Well, I mean, maybe not depending on how crazy your death is, but like, you know, you're dead, you're dead. That's it. But I think for me, like, what's more scary is things that you have to live through. Damn right. So I think, yeah. I think the process of dying will probably be very ugly. Yeah, the loss of a loved one. like, And I think it's very ugly in more than one way. You know, like, say someone dies in a horrible car accident. Of course. Then it's it's the horrifying way of, like, damn, like, I just told them to fuck off an hour ago, now they're dead. And yeah. be, or, or, to or me, the, 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 the one that seemed really, like, unsolvable is, like, a four-year-old killing, like, a two. Because I've, I've, like, read news where, like... So the, Cain and Abel. No, 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 no. <laughs> or the, bro- the little brother accidentally... Blah, blah, blah. Right, the right. little kid drowned because they were playing. Yeah. Like, it took me, and then, like, oh, the four-year-old killed him because he, yeah. like, didn't understand he's going to drown if you push him underwater type shit. You know? Yeah, death is not and, tangible. And two, they're four. And two, he didn't mean to kill him, and then he goes, where's my brother? Where's my brother? He keeps at Like, yeah. that type of news to me, like, to me, it's like, fuck. Like, how do you reconcile with that child? Yeah. Like, what do you, you killed your brother when you were four. Where were the parents? <laughs> that's, yeah, another that's, good, that's another good question. That's another I'm good not very... Question. I'm very sympathetic, but not at all. Like at the same time, yeah. I think a lot of but a lot of my personality, yeah, a lot of my personality is like I can empathize, but then there's always like, okay, so but you should know, but yeah, like okay, yeah. that's very sad, but like okay, what the hell were you doing? Yeah, I, could, I know. I, again, I know that I could yeah. tell because yeah. you know, I, I, I could because you're human, so you sympathize. Yeah. Exactly. But at the same, then you're like you get so your, mad about it, you're just like, where like, the fuck okay, were you? Well, Why didn't yeah. you do, you left your kids in a car with fucking yeah. heat? You know, of, yeah, you know, especially I, situations like that. See, I, I feel you. I'm with you. I like that. Round number six, right? Yeah. So round number seven is, who would you take a bullet for? I think that one almost again would kind of be loved ones in terms of like people I'm close with. Yeah. Because of the fact that, I mean, I look at definitely, obviously like your parents. Uh, siblings I don't know I probably have to that probably have to be in the heat of the moment whether or not I would do it for them just cause I mean like I don't know I'm a dick 
but and then definitely which ironically like on some stuff i haven't even recorded yet that's um one of the lines one of the bars in a track i did where i think with music when you're doing it the lifestyle not the label when it's something you're really living and not something like you're just going to tweet about and put on instagram and then like the next second you're not doing it for me like the the relationships i built with like my engineer or like my clothing sponsor daryl from lehigh like people like that I'd probably take a bullet for him because of the fact that like I'm very quiet, but I'm also like there's a lot going on with me, yeah. in a good way and a bad way. You know, like it's just how I am. Like <laughs> it's I, like you're just like oh. I just keep I stay on my toes. You know, like I like I like to keep yeah. things. That's very simple. interesting. I could see that, but who would you let that bullet hit? It's really it's really the question because <laughs> yeah, hey, who you know? Who, I'm not saying you shoot him. Someone said at all. There's a bullet coming. You're not gonna die. You don't sweat it. It's not like, oh hey. Who would you let that bullet hit? So who would I be the third person as like while well, I'm witnessing this all go down pretty much? I guess so. <laughs> I guess. Damn. And it wouldn't trip you out to it. You'd be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I think for me that's where kinda like how I feel when when you hear about people dying that were trying to be something they weren't. So random answer, I guess, probably be someone like Drake. Really? I'd be like, well, you're a gangster. You can handle it. You need the cred. Yeah, like, no, because there's a backstory behind that, though. I mean, like, you take, for instance, the Drake tattoo on the girl's forehead. He didn't tell her to do it. No, exact opposite. So the girl, I mean, I don't know if have you heard about yeah, her. Yeah, and, then, and okay, then he so, got mad that she did it. <laughs> so then, okay, so this girl, drunk, I don't know if she was drunk high, if she was completely sober and she was just that in love with Drake. Yeah. Because I know there's people who pay, I have a friend who paid 600 bucks to be in the front row for his Staples Center show. So, I mean, if there's dedication on that level, tattoo on the head may be possible. So anyways, like, so you have that situation where a friend of mine, his artwork that he has, his tattoos, were done by the guy who did that tattoo. Oh, no. He's been to that shop. He knows <laughs> the guy on a, on a very good level. And that guy had said himself, you know, like, when she walked into my studio, I asked her. <laughs> I made sure she was very sure that she wanted to get this tattoo. She told me she was all about it. I still told her, come back in a couple hours. If you change your mind, then, you know, it's fine. If you still want to do it, then we'll go through it in a couple hours when you've had some serious time to think about it. Mm -hmm. A couple hours goes by. She still wants it. So, you know, I mean, it's his job. He does the tattoo for her. It makes the media. Drake tries to get Drake on it and act hardcore Jew thug and has his bodyguards go into the tattoo shop to try and intimidate dude. To do what? That... They were going to kick his ass and that he shouldn't, what tattoo artist in their rightful mind, he should never be doing tattoos. Like, this just trying to pull the whole, like, yo, I'm going to go on TV and tell everyone I'm going to kick dude's ass, but yeah. then I'm going to send my boys because I don't want to break a fingernail. <laughs> and so in rebuttal, I mean, you're trying to like tattoo shop in general. I'm pretty sure any tattoo shop you go to, like, they're, they're hardened people. Whether or not they're living a crazy life, they've probably been through some things. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are these are people about their business. And they had told them, more or less, well, you know, like, you should probably just step out the shop unless you want Drake to be one of those MCs who's remembered after they die. Mm. And then that was that. You know, they left and never heard anything from them again. 
to me, it's kind of one of those things where it's cool if you have bodyguards and you know, like, you don't want to get locked up for killing someone, obviously. Yeah. Someone like Drake is doing a lot, you know, like, what, so what good you, is he You would be? let Drake take that book. Drake or Drake-esque people where, like, if you're going to no, talk God. about being something. <laughs> yeah. And I think I see that a lot, like, with a, a buddy of mine, uh, Zemer from, from OG Husky Radio. He's kind of the one who got me plugged into <clears> the L.A. scene. And I know we talked about that at shows before where we'd be watching people perform. You hear him talk about gunplay, robbing people, all this shit. And we're just kind of looking at each other and it's kind of like, okay, but are you really doing that? Like, yeah. if you are, then cool. You know, I mean, it's not cool, but I mean, cool. Rap about your life. That's what you want. Yeah. But, I mean, for people like that, to me, it's just where, like, if that's what you're going to talk about and then it just so happens that you end up dying because of it. Yeah. Well, then you should have got your head out of your ass and realized this well, is what you were living that's pretty for. Pretty ruthless. I, I can kind of. I, I, All right. I'm <laughs> shooting Drake. Yeah. 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 Fuck no, that. I, no Prince. I didn't shoot him. <laughs> Boom. No ricochet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> round number nine. Okay. Mm. Who would you never work with for round number nine? And we're talking like overall, not Ever. not like local, but just for like in anything, general. or maybe local. Like, there's a dude you don't that you would never work with. Kevin. Um, uh, local, no. I mean, for me, I think I've never really experienced like the beefs and stuff. I was never into that. I've always been kind of more quiet, more just like I just want to work on my shit. So I don't think really locally would be anything that I want to. And then too, even if you have a beef, like why? Why are you going to acknowledge it? You're just going to fuel whoever this person is like, that you don't like. So if it's on a local <clears throat> level, that's a lot of free I'm, exposure. I'm all, I'm all for beef though. Like, I'm all for a beef. Like, if you want a beef, let's beef. We'll make it happen. But some people take beef one way, and there's people who take beef as beef. So you never know who the fuck you're talking to. And I'm with to. it. So so it's like, oh, beef is you going to come physically harm me. Right. To me, that's what beef should be. When people feel disrespected, <clears throat> when people feel disrespected, a lot of people resort to physical violence. Which for <laughs> me, yeah, like, I'm a very, very nonviolent person. So yeah. for me, like, if someone were to beef with me, I'd probably still confront them in person before I would ever make a diss track. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where, like, I mean, I, that, that the only instance I've ever had any kind of, like, even light beef with, there's only been, like, one. And it was something like that where, like, I saw a dude at a local event, hit him up, and it was what it was, and, and that ended it. You know, like, it was, mm -hmm. if there's still animosity, it's not on my end. And it's one of those things where if you're really a professional about your craft, then do you have time <clears throat> to be beefing? I'm with, with that. I get it. So, I mean, as yeah. far as people I wouldn't work with, I would say probably a record label on the sense of, like, someone trying to change your image. On that on that whole, like, okay, so this is where you, like, you signed the contract, you just sold out. Yeah. So, I mean, a label in particular, I don't know. Everything is, like, so fucking, like, this label belongs to this yeah, label belongs yeah, to this label. Really you know, so, I mean, you look at, like, Warner Brother or, like, Atlantic talking to, you know, like, the Lupe thing. I think... Any label like that where you're gonna get a 360 contract, no, thank you. Like I'd rather, I'd rather never make music and just yeah. just promote it. Then have you fucking once it you're up, creative. Yeah, something. Because I mean, even the album, you know, like I gotta, I wouldn't call it poppy, but I have a very different song. That's the only one that's recorded so far for the album. My boy Praise did a verse and a chorus for me. You know, he's more R&B style singer. He's he's, he's a good. good dude. I want to I want to check that out. I want to see the. Um... Because not you mean or then your original work, right? Right, yeah. Like the the traveling man EP yeah. came out. I just released the one. yeah. I just released the heaven mm -hmm. single. Yeah, 
which just came out, and that was with Cookbook of LA Symphony producing yeah. the beat. Oh. But um, as far as like completely unreleased, just listen to it in the car. There's only one track done for the album. I have another about like three, four, yeah, like about four or five that are completely written. I just need to go to the studio. But um, as far as that goes, four or five albums, four or five tracks. No, track no, yeah, I would never. I was like, who killing it? No, I swear for me too. Like, I don't think every track has to have like 100 percent concrete substance. You know, that's kind of where you look at the Aesop's also, where it's kind of like there's a lot going on. Yeah. But um, I don't, I don't really think there's been that I can think of off the top, any MCs to where you're like, yo, Homeboy came out with an album every month and they were all dope. Never. You know, like, that's not the case. So I think for me, that's where I draw a lot of it from is I'll write when I write and I'll record when I'll record because of the fact that living in Ventura, I go out to Van Nuys to use Will's studio, my boy William Santos. Like I go out there to record everything. So for me, it's kind of like, I'd rather just, okay, I'm going to go through. I got these two, three, four tracks that I'm ready to do. Yeah. Let's make a day out of it. Let's make a weekend out of it. And we'll just get everything done. Makes sense. Yeah, you know, so that's where I think, like, the listening to yourself. You know, I definitely will record, even on my phone, like, just some, like, janky little yeah. phone recording with the beat and my vocals. Just hear it over and just over. So, yeah, just so I can, by the time I'm in the studio, you're looking at, oh, like, one to down. five takes, yeah. and I'm done. And that's what it was. I did a track recently for um, oh, All Angles from the 818. I went over to EQ studio mm-hmm. and recorded a a, tra- a collaboration for them. And, you know, it's, it was cool to finally meet EQ because you, you hear all these people on Facebook and all these social media and you know that they're very reputable, especially someone like EQ. But you never meet them in person. You mm-hmm. know, like this just doesn't happen because of the distance and different things. So to finally be at his spot, you know, and be able to record. And then I dropped it within maybe like five takes, I think, max. And That's it was just up. done. So it, it was it, it does, things like that. It does, um, <clears throat> especially when you, like, I don't know how you got in collaboration with them, but like, what I'll try to do a lot of the time is get out of my own. So, right. Oh, cat that I don't really, yeah. might not be, he wants to, okay, let's work it out. But it, it does take me longer to adjust. Obviously, yeah, it's not too. my realm. Okay. I'm going to try to, I, plus, you're not sure how you want to come. You're insecure. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh man, maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. See, for me, it's the opposite. If I'm doing a solo track for the album, then I'm just so focused on like, Damn, this track has to be timeless. More pressure. Every lyric has to be like, yo. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, I'll, there's a lot of, one track in particular for the album, the beat. I just, I I enjoy it enough to put it on the album. Like, I've, I've cycled a lot of beats already for the album also, but I like it enough to use it, but I just find myself, like, I'll be halfway through a song and be like, nah, trash it. Not it. So for me, when I do collaborations, it's like, okay, I just have to write one super dope verse. Mm-hmm. And I always try and get the other person's feedback. Like, what do you, what are you trying to address? Yeah. And that's kind of where, like, there's a lot of collaborations I won't do to where, like, people would be like, well, you know, I just want to do a, a dope track. And I'm just kind of, you know, what's a dope track? And they have no clue yeah. what they're talking about. And it's kind of like, all right, well, hit me up in a couple you, months. Uh, people tell you a general subject. Yeah. And I it's kind of like, lot. it's like, okay, well. And I'm like, what? What, what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> I mean, lately. Just do you. Yeah, exactly. Just do you. Like, okay, I've done. Okay, well, I hope we're on point. <laughs> okay, but, but we're getting off track. We're getting off track. We were on the uh, round number nine. Number okay. nine. Three away, and we can go home and uh, and, and do whatever it is that you're doing tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Round number 10? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, here's a good one. Do mm-hmm. you believe in God? Yeah. A higher power. I mean, I think growing up Catholic and then kind of going through like a Christian phase. And then I was probably in like high school or like late middle school when I figured out that like, 
through my ancestry. Like I have great grandparents that were born on the Apache reservations in Arizona. And then that's kind of where the whole like Native American came mm-hmm. in. So yeah. for me, yeah. the idea of a religious God is completely out. Like I cannot buy that shit at all. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like I believe there's a higher power because of the fact that whatever it is has me here. I don't know why I'm here. Mm-hmm. I've met people in my life. I don't know why I met them. I mean, I know why I met them later down the road. You know, you find things out. You connect with people. Or there's been people taken out of my life, not killed or like mm-hmm. anything like that, but you know, people that you meet and yeah, you, you just, it's not there for you. Yeah. So I, I think things like that are kind of out of our control for a lot of it. You know I mean? There's just some situations. I feel you. I'm with you. Because my other guess was either going to be that you're super religious or you're against religion. Yeah. Or for not me against it's... it, but just. Well, I'm, I think too, the biggest thing for better me. better of it was uh i was in what fifth grade when 9-11 happened yeah and one of my best friends was muslim so like for me to be able to see the other side of the coin you know like like i remember walking into a liquor store where this stupid ass white dude is like yelling at the who's probably not even arab you know he's probably indian and he's over here yelling at him about being a terrorist so to be able to see shit like that and see it from the perspective of like yo my best friend is like broken like crying like his parents own a restaurant Luckily, the restaurant didn't, like, get burned down or nothing crazy. I mean, we're not in the South. But, you know, at the same time, like, just the fact that, like, they are, they have people that go to them often. And to be able to see that other aspect is yeah. kind of, like, taking so, everything so with a grain of salt. So, that's what helped you kind of solve or adjust to a decision? I think that was the earliest, the earliest example of critical thinking on the subject of religion. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Other than what you were taught, which was, like... Catholicism. Yeah, because Catholicism for me was always more of like an exercise. Like, okay, I'm going to yeah. get on my knees. I'm going to yeah. pray. That's I'm going to go talk to the, the priest. Yeah, and and, and only the diet priest. Food? You give me that. No. <laughs> oh, those wafers are on point. It's bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Round 11. <laughs> what is your biggest insecurity? Biggest insecurity, I would say... Biggest insecurity in life would probably be the shit in my past catching up with me. As far as, not in like on the streets type thing, more like being laid off trying to find a job. Trying to find a job with misdemeanors. Like I don't even have felonies, just misdemeanors. And people are like, yo, like we'd love to hire you, but we can't. So shit like that, for me, that's kind of like my biggest insecurity because of the fact that like I'm pretty comfortable with with who I am. And they, they look up, or I guess it comes up. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I, even on the level of, like, getting it's about interviewed. Like, it's about, like, vandalism or something, right? Yeah, vandalism. That's one that'll get you to uh, vandalism and then uh, being a thief. Those are two that'll just really Yeah, vandalism and then, yeah, I mean, so there's things Shit. like that to where, yeah. like, for me, I mean, even companies like Target or Walmart yeah. where, like, they've literally had me fill out. Not only did I get through all three rounds of the interviews, but then also having me fill out like, okay, well, once we get your report back, we'll start you on this day doing training. training. Yeah. And then not even getting a call back, just getting the paperwork in the mail like, oh, we're sorry, but we can't hire you. And the shitty thing is that I'm honest about my background. So it's not even a matter of like, oh, you lied. So we could have considered it, but you lied. So we're not going but to. But they themselves didn't consider it a big deal until they said they don't right, hire you. Right. The corporation of- wouldn't let it be. So, so definitely that's kind of, cause I mean, everything else, you know, like growing up, I was very insecure about, I think my 
just being able to speak my mind mm. to where with music, then that was kind of one of the things that just didn't exist anymore. Yeah. And especially doing the activism, the politics, being a social major, like you just study so much shit. And that's kind of how I am anyways. Like even not being in school, I still read a lot of books. Like that's kind of like my bookshelf in my room is like my main thing next to the, my speakers. That's what's up. Oh, I'm all for that. I, I think I think hip hop needs to be more educated about, but not life. on that like critical, you know, lyrical, miracle like no, fuck that shit. Because I don't want to hear what you read out of a book. It's easy to get your point across without yeah. reading the dictionary. You don't want to sound bamboozled or not, but I'm saying like everyone could kind of pick up a book <coughs> because everyone should. Part yeah. of him seeing is 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 word play and words yeah. and both. so if your vocabulary, the more extensive your vocabulary is, the more words you have to choose from. Right. To express yourself. But if you're only listening to blah, 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 then that's all you're ever going to do. Or you're not picking, even reading. Yeah, even if it's not like. Make uh, yourself familiar with words. Even if it's not a nonfiction book, you know, like something. But that's what I thought was interesting when I heard Homeboy from First Dirt talk about Outliers. Because that is a really good book. But um, yeah, like things like that are pretty much what I read. Just super nonfiction, kind of like psychological, but also like social. Things like that, to where like you're actually getting something out of it. I'm with it. Yeah. Round twelve. <laughs> Round twelve. <laughs> Thank you for coming with me. Why? I will. Why? Why my name is Race? Why MC name is Race? Why I be here? Round twelve. What? I think the why would be. For me, because I have to stay proactive. I have to do things that involve having substance. That's the one. That's mm-hmm. the lifestyle, not the label. That's mm-hmm. why. Mm. <laughs> I'm kind of with it. Yeah, I'm with it. Because ultimately, that's really what it is. Yeah. We feel the need to be proactive. Why? It's the lifestyle. And we don't want to conform. So this is the best way to do it. I'm with it. I like that. You're the champion. You win. Well, I was, I was like the three-time champion. <laughs> I, got, I got knocked down three times, and then I lost the fourth. Let's just say there that. we go. Yeah, you. Were, I had you stumbling a few times. Almost got the TKO, but made it all the way through. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get. In, I don't want to get hit. <laughs> you were the girl with the purse. Ah, yeah. Stop hitting him. It's my man. Yeah. <laughs> you spilled the beer. I'm with you. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah, that's you probably could. why. Thank you for coming through. Definitely. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot about you. Yeah, we definitely did. Mo- definitely. We learned a lot about you. Yeah. Uh, I think the audience will learn about you um, on that level that it would take them to, like, I think if once they hear it, they'll really understand or they'll, they'll dig you. Yeah. I feel like you're definitely a person like to listen to. Yeah. Like, when people are around you. I think it's an obvious. Like, like, hey, okay, you, you're going to want to listen to this. Yeah. Future. And that's why I was happy because, especially relating back to the religion question, I think that's where for me, like like the New Heaven single, the fact that getting the cookbook beat was through a Christian label. Yeah. The Christian label was the ones who last year when I went to Germany to do shows, it was for their label. Like they their their main act flaked. And two weeks before leaving to Germany, they asked me if I wanted to go. Like they said I would have to cover my own airfare and then we would get paid for the main event, but then also room and board was covered the whole time we were there all the transportation and everything. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those like lifetime moments, you know, yeah, like where so you took advantage of it. 
Definitely, you know, and for me, like not having a passport or anything, like literally. So, so this is the play out of it. it was like two weeks beforehand. My my boy, Vince from Hard Step Records, hits me up saying, you know, like, yo, I might have this spot open. I'm not sure yet. I'll let you know by the end of the week. Lets me know that weekend. I'm just trying to like spend all the money I have on it. I, I hit up people borrowing from here and there. Yeah, just doing anything I could to make it happen. So I get my end of the chips up for the for the flight, which was like twelve hundred dollars round trip to Germany. You know, so we make that happen. You have to have the flight plans in order to go to the federal building in L.A. Yeah. and get an emergency passport instead of waiting the like two weeks to a month or whatever it is. How, so, how fast did they give it to you? So we left. We'll put it back into the perspective of so then that that was the end. There's one week left. Yeah. We're leaving on Friday of the second week. Uh-huh. I go that Monday since we got the tickets on the weekend before I go Monday, show them all my info apply for the passport you can't get a same day passport unless mm-hmm. it's like life or death emergency so then i had to go back on wednesday and this is where it's like what is that like the the six degrees or whatever it is yeah of separation. everything's yeah everything's connected yeah so that's when like i had met daryl from lehigh at the beat swap meet a while back we knew each other from instagram and he i told him you know on just like on a person-to-person basis like yo if you want me to promote for your company, just hook me up with a bunch of stickers, business cards, and like just throw in like a hat or a shirt or something. Like, don't give me no money, don't mm-hmm. nothing on that level. And so Wednesday, when I go back to the federal building to pick up my passport, he rolls through, gives me a bunch of stickers and business cards, but also laces me with like three shirts, a hat, and a sweater. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, damn. So that was like my first experience really getting laced with stuff on that kind of like whole cold promotion type thing. But, uh, yeah, so Wednesday we pick up the passport and Friday I'm gone. This is all while I'm in college. How long did that last? We were there for, was it like, it was only like four days. We left on the fifth day. That's a lot of work though. In yeah. those days. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely. sure they had you working. Yeah, especially because of the fact that it was for a Christian label. He was kind of like on that point of like, because I don't cuss in my music anyways. Just, yeah. I don't really see it as, ne- I cuss a lot in person, but I, like, I don't really see it being needed on a track. Yeah. So, he already knew he could kind of trust me more or less. So we go out there. The first day we get there, they're nine hours ahead. So, like, you put that into consideration on top of the ten and a half hour flight to get there. Mm-hmm. And the second we get there, we're staying in a nice house, like, legit hooked up. Like, I think it had, like, four stories and, like, a separate, like, va- not not vacation, obviously, but, like, yeah. a little separate, like, guest house that was, like, a little house in and of itself. Dope. And this big-ass pasture on some, like, Teletubby shit, like, everything green. And, um... <laughs> So that was my experience getting there to where, like, we got there tired as hell, knowing it's left. The two people I went with, I'd never met him in my life. One of them was from Buena Park, dude, who raps. A chick was from Oxnard. I'd met her before, but didn't know her at all. You know, You're she like went. Forrest Gump, bro. I am, dude. I'm the traveling man. That's why the album was called, well, the EP was called The Traveling like that. Man. That's so dope. Yeah. So, uh, I cannot thank you enough for coming to this. I think it, I think it was very informative for everyone to get to know you on that level because I would never never imagined you had this whole yeah. You know, and that's respectfully. You know, I listen to a lot of MCs and stuff, but I'm glad that it yeah, is. you got a lot going on. I wouldn't expect you to to be able to to keep track of everything. It's week. hard. It's difficult. But when I like something, I'll play it. I just leave it yeah, in yeah. the CD player. Yeah. And I left yours for a couple of days. So yours and listen to that in the heaven track that you sent me, and then no. um. The new Sage Francis that I just bought. Just, oh, yeah. I saw you post that. That's just on repeat, repeat. bro. It's just on For repeat. breakfast. For breakfast, lunch, yeah, and dinner. I'm like, it's just hard. Uh, so for Miss Shar, for Fluent Rhythm, for Revolution Studios, for 
everyone that was here today it's just yeah, everyone there fucking was, assholes it was packed fucking today <laughs> Back today. Yeah. See the comments? I like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For race. <laughs> For real yeah. hip hop everywhere. This yes. is Concept 714. Oh, wait, you can't leave it. Oh, can't leave no, it. you cannot. You, you almost spit. forgot. You almost forgot. Yeah, and I was like, wait, I'm missing. He was oh. waiting. He was like, wait. I was like, that was not. I need 16. Here on Wake the Flock. The 16, or did you want to do that? That track that we, we discussed? Oh, oh, hey, you got that? You got the beat ready? Fluent? Boom. I could do... I like remember, like I was telling you about, about doing features. Yeah. I could do, like, one of those 16s that you wouldn't be able to hear. Give me a quick 16. And then we'll... Well, this get, one definitely on that song. whole aspect of, like, bringing a different style from what I would normally do was for profit out here while I'm in Pasadena. And that one was... At a standstill, staring from the top of that Ferris wheel. No, I'm going to be back at the bottom in a minute. Trying to bottle up how this shit feels. So many highs, so many lows. Where do I go next? This is life. Do I sell my discog or pay to play for Rick Ross? Want to talk tick that clock back? Reversals for some past acts, but I'm past that now. From that town that gave birth to a wild child. Loot packs, own nose, rock seas. While me, I'm outcast. But it's okay. I'm in my own lane doing my own thing. So my girl by my side and we're riding out. Anyways, so what's the profit in being obnoxious locally? Flexing steeds, remind me when it was that you were overseas. Word savage addict, normally working half as hard, but profit asked if I get up on his track. I said I spaz off. So you're welcome, dog. Thanks again for letting me vent. Anytime you need a favor, consider me a friend. Mm. I told everyone they can be as much as part of the show as they want. Right. Yeah. And that right there is history. Thank you for that. And it was I'm glad it was good and a smart and a good song. Wake the fuck up!